Hello, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. And right now, I'm talking about reasons why people don't want to pray, or certainly not pray in groups. And there is good reason for this, or at least (laughs) there's reasons. I'm not going to say that they're necessarily good. They're understandable. Let's go with that. They're understandable reasons. And so one of the understandable reasons is what if I am the worst and everybody kind of laughs at me? Okay, this is, to say that out loud maybe sounds a little bit silly, but this is actually a thing. So there's many reasons why this could come up, okay? One of them is just a basic fear of public speaking. Um, I don't know if this is true or if this is just apocryphal, but supposedly what either the number one or number two fear of everyone in the world is of public speaking. I mean, that does seem slightly odd. Maybe it's right after death. I don't know, but way up there in terms of stress and fear. And so just to speak out loud is, it's not an easy thing. So whether it, that's literally the number two fear in the whole world or just in general, it kind of can make you uneasy. There you go. That's a reasonable um, answer. Another one is most of us don't have a whole lot of practice praying aloud. I mean, the reality is I don't know that any of us would really raise our hands and be like, I pray even to myself as much as I think I ought to, because I don't know that any of us could do that other than maybe my business partner, Bob Perry, but I, I don't know that I would raise my hand for that one. So um, to say, okay, I, I already don't have very much experience praying by myself, but now you're asking me to pray in a group, like, oh, I really don't have a lot of experience with that. So I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to do it. So then there's the the comparison element, which that would be kind of like, what if everybody else is better than I am? And they're all just kind of mocking me. That, okay, there's a couple directions with that. First of all, if anybody mocks somebody else's prayers, that's incredibly ugly. And that's completely on them. Like that's a that's a heart issue, a pride issue that um, they need to deal with that between them and the Lord. I would say I personally have never, uh, well, I don't want to say never, but in my memory, I don't remember ever thinking like, wow, that person's prayer was really awful because it's so beautiful that people are willing to come to the Lord. It's such a gift. And so to say, oh, that is like, you are sharing with us out of your heart. That's beautiful. Okay, but then, so that's that part that nobody should be mocking you and that whatever you share is beautiful. Then there's also the element of saying, what if you did forget your words almost entirely and you just kind of stumbled through? And even if everybody was like slightly horrified by how not powerful your prayer was, there's a couple things with that too. First of all, we all get to start somewhere and get better. So that's awesome. That's just a basic reality of education and gaining skills. But second, I thought it was so fascinating. One of the first times I tried to pray publicly, um, Bob had asked me to do this and I was ready to go. And I had been praying more for a few months and I felt like, okay, yeah, let me, let me pray a blessing. And I opened my mouth, like fully expecting the words to come and they did not come. And that was slightly horrifying. Um, and so, but in talking to Bob about it later, he said, oh, sometimes that happens when you're getting ready to move into a new realm of authority. Or it's, I almost think of it as like stair steps. Like if you're getting ready to take a step up, then you maybe have to pop through some resistance 
or like have a little bit of a fear of man pleasing get broken off of you. And that's not a problem because it's just a, a part of your own development as a person of prayer. And so that was so helpful to recognize that <laughs> I thought I had totally failed. But from his perspective, having watched people in prayer for 40 years, it was like, no, no, this is just a sign that you're moving into a deeper level of authority and that, you, that you'll have the words next time. And so don't be afraid, but just keep moving forward. And the reality is that's exactly what happened. I had that one experience of voicelessness and then moved out. Well, then a year later, I was on a podcast, my first podcast, and the podcast host asked me to pray at the end. And at this point, I have prayed hundreds of hours, hundreds in the last year, probably, well, I don't know if I would say thousands and thousands, but many, many, many hours. And uh, so I was really ready for the host to ask me. I had been reading up on different scriptures and he asked and I could hardly speak. It was very odd, but it was the exact same sensation I had had before. And I thought, okay, the Lord is asking me to step into something new. And like the next morning, the Lord woke me up and said, okay, you didn't think that went very well. Time to start your own. And so that's what this is, is me saying, I didn't like how that went. <laughs> I wanted, I want to do it more and do it better. And so I say all of this to say it's not comfortable to speak aloud, certainly, but nobody should be judging you for how you pray. And there is much, much grace for you. And so that's what I'm going to pray into now. So Lord Jesus, I thank you. <laughs> that even though you describe God as the judge of all the earth, <laughs> that it says in your word, Jesus, that you were so gentle that when there was, if there was a smoking wick, if there was a match that had been blown out and it just had a little plume of smoke coming up, that you wouldn't snuff it out, <laughs> that you would cradle that, that match and you would say, come back to life. Lord Jesus, you're just unbelievably gentle. It's beyond really our imagination. And so thank you for being so gracious. Thank you for being so tender with us and for applauding us and cheering us on even with our little stumbling bits. Lord God, I'm asking that you would break off of these, my brothers and sisters, any sense of a need to be perfect, any perfectionism. I ask, Lord, that in the place of that, that what you would pour out on them is a sense of family and how families cheer for the children when they take their first step. They don't call up all of their relatives and say, oh yeah, yeah, Isaiah took a step and then he fell down. No, they say, Isaiah took a step. Oh my goodness, we love Isaiah. We're so proud of him. We caught it on video. Isn't this incredible? And they would never say like, well, he took a step, but then he fell down. I just don't think he's going to be a walker. Lord, <laughs> thank you that you don't look at our past. You look at our future. That no parent looks at a child who takes a step and thinks, well, that was a good try. Too bad it's just not in the cards for them to walk. No, because we all can look at that and say there is more to come. So Lord God, I'm asking that you would release a sense of possibility and a sense of excitement over these, your brothers and sisters, for the things that they are able to do in the name of Jesus. Amen.